Welcome to the And The Net Appeared podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Benzel, intuitive mentor for thought leaders, coaches, and content creators. In this podcast, you'll hear from badass humans who have taken big leaps of faith and the net appeared. Enjoy. All right. So I am here with Saffron Louise, an energetic kinesiologist, intuitive healer, and mentor. Saffron, welcome. Thank you so much for being here with me on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Very excited. Such a pleasure. I'm really excited to talk about the fact that you're a kinesiologist because I know like a tiny bit about it, but really don't know what it means, even though I've worked with kinesiologists and I've gotten benefit from it, but I'm like, what is it? (laughs) What do you do? (laughs) Yeah, good question. It's a great question. Lots of people don't know what kinesiologists do. The the simplest explanation is, oh, it, it can be quite general as well as very specific. So we learn lots of different techniques, but ultimately what it is is we connect to your energy and your body And when we're in person, we use what we call a muscle testing. So you've probably seen your own kinesiologist do that to connect to your body and get feedback from your body about what is going on with you on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, everything. The body never lies and it has a whole language. And as a kinesiologist, what I do is learn how to read and connect to that language. So I always liken it to... It's a bit like a plug, an electrical plug and a socket. When I connect with you, I'm plugging into your energy. And then when we finished, I disconnect. So I don't walk around with your energy all the time, but I can read your energy. Because I work very energetically as well, I get a lot of that intuitive stuff comes through. So I can pick up how you're feeling, what programs are running, what beliefs are running, where they're stuck in the body. And then together we work out how to clear it and I use various techniques so it's very vague when you try to explain it but the power of it is just immense changes your life aligns you to everything that you want to be aligned to whether that's physical health you know personal spiritual emotional making you a business grow is down to doing the inner work so I like to think that yeah I come together with clients and we work as a team to take you to the next level energetically because as we know you can only manifest things by being in that vibration so it's good I love it as you can tell (laughs) (laughs) me too and I agree with you like yeah explaining it describing it is kind of like it's this thing but it is kind of one of those things you have to experience and then it's like ah okay and actually I haven't worked with someone in person I've only done it at a distance like over the phone so I can also attest to it's really powerful distance it's powerful in clinic but I find I certainly connect much stronger when it's distance I don't know why I think because I go to a higher vibration to connecting at a soul level Mm. rather than just in person it's more of a physical connection primarily so it does work well but I work a lot with the chakras which is all energetic healing I work a lot with traditional Chinese medicine which is acupressure even from distance I can use acupressure it's quite fascinating and it works it works so well wow I'm so fascinated by energy work and how like you said it is it's all about 
your energy and how your body never lies and how like, you know, we do all of this inner work and we look inward and we look at our beliefs and we look at all this stuff and we can do that from a mental level to some extent, but you can take it so much deeper. Oh, it's a whole other level when you start connecting in energetically. It's stuff that you can shift that you need help shifting that you didn't even realize you needed help shifting. So like you say, mentally, totally get it. So it's really having faith and trust in spirit, definitely in the universe, because that's what we are. We're energetic. Energy is energy is energy. We're quantum energy. And healing is instant if you allow it to be. Mm. It's powerful. It's worked well for me personally before I even started helping others. (laughs) What has that been like for you? What's your journey been with it? Yeah, so I didn't know about kinesiology whatsoever. I had a pretty traumatic event happen. I lost a baby and it was very traumatic. It caused, I was overseas. So there was lots of um, family disruption as well. So I got really depressed. I was probably suicidal at one point. And so I'd been to see a psychologist and don't get me wrong, counsellor, psychology, brilliant. I trained as a psychologist. That's what I did my degree in. So I do believe in the power of talking things through. But it wasn't enough. Even after 12 months of therapy, it wasn't enough. And then someone mentioned to me about a kinesiologist and I was like, what the heck? So she's just go, just go, just lay on the table, let her do her magic because everyone was calling it woo-woo magic back then. Uh, just go do it. So I did it. It was life-changing. I still to this day, I probably don't know exactly what she did. I understand more how it works now, but I don't know what she did. I came away from there sobbing. Like I was literally crying so much for days. In fact, probably too much. But it was this release of stuck energy that I was holding on to, connected to the grief and the trauma and I just couldn't release it any other way. And she just opened the floodgates. I released it. And wow, my life changed from that point forward. I was like, I need to do this. This is this is amazing. I need to do this. I need to learn how to do it. So that's what I did. And it happened. Let that go the universe conspires all the time to put you on the right path. So now I can look back and go, well, that trauma was actually, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Without a doubt, I would not be doing. I'd always been in touch. I've always been intuitive. I've always had lots of things happen, which I can look back now and see. But I probably didn't have the consciousness or the conscious awareness of what this was. So doing kinesiology, it just fell into place. So I had this big event happen. And then the trainings for the next round of teaching happened almost straight away. So then every weekend, or I think it was once a month or whatever, yeah, I was training. I was a single mom, didn't have any money, didn't know how the heck I was going to pay for it. Every month the money came through one way or another. So I truly believe I I was meant to be put on this path (laughs) to do what I'm doing, and it helps. It changes lives and it changed mine. So I'm really grateful for that every day. Yeah, it's amazing. I love those stories where it's like, 
things fell into place. And that's, well, obviously that's the whole premise of my podcast, but like, I just love to see that evidence of, you know, the money was there to pay for the trainings. And it's just to me, such confirmation that like, you're on the right path. You followed the guidance, you followed what felt like a yes. And then it's like, yeah, okay. You really are on the right path because we're just clearing obstacles and, and things are lining up. Absolutely. And so many times that happened as well. So I started the first training and literally the moment I had the certificate, I started seeing clients. And at the time, being a single mom and I was working, you know, a retail job and trying to raise two girls, I needed the cash. I needed cash in my hands to buy groceries pretty much. And from the day I had that certificate, I had at least one client a week walking in the door. It just manifested because I knew that's what I had to do. And then I did more training and I had to travel four hours each way twice a week because we were out living out in the sticks, like in the middle of nowhere. And the train would leave at some ridiculous time, like 5.30 in the morning and get to Sydney at, I think, 9.30 or something. It was something ridiculous, some ridiculous timing. And the same in the evening, I wouldn't get home till 10 o'clock at night, twice a week. (laughs) Um, but I did it now I probably couldn't do that but it was just the drive I just followed what I know I needed to do and it all fell into place the kids were taken care of food was on the table and I just look back now and there are various things that happened whilst that was all going on there were lots of interspersed events that happened so I think I'm probably going a bit off tangent here but as an example, one of the days there was no food. I had no food in the cupboard and I was just like, I don't know, we were literally scrounging around for some pennies to go and buy a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter. That was going to be our dinner. And the kids weren't fast. They, you know, we didn't make a drama out of it. But I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're this broke at the moment. And literally someone knocked on my door, a girlfriend knocked on my door, and she had two bags of groceries. Now, she didn't know that we didn't have groceries. She didn't know. I never told anybody. And then another friend turned up the next night with a cooked dinner. Again, she didn't know that we didn't have food in the house. No, I never told anyone, but these things just kept appearing on the doorstep and we had, yeah, a pantry full of food and cooked meals <laughs> for the week, um, that one week. that And it was only that one week. Interestingly enough, after that, everything was fine. But I, I can't remember even now why we were so broke, but that one week and we were fully taken care of. And I do believe that it's because I was doing what I needed to do, which was the travelling, the rest was taken care of. Yeah. So it was divinely orchestrated so that we were okay. And we were okay. Yeah. Did they ever say anything about like why they had this intuitive hit to bring you food? I can't remember. I I know one of the the girlfriend that turned up with the meatballs, (laughs) bless her, they were so good. Uh, (laughs) She just turned up and she said, I just made too many. So I figured I'd just drop them around. Now, obviously they knew I was a single mom, but they had no idea the cupboard was empty. Like there's just no way they knew. She said, oh, so I just thought I'd drop them out. And it was hot. Like she literally just cooked them and brought them around at dinner time. I was like, awesome, meatballs for dinner. It was so good. And the same with the groceries. I've no idea. She just, I I can't even remember. She was at the grocery store and she was picking up fruits and veggies and she said, oh, I just felt, you know, I'd grab a bag for you. They were all on special or something. So she brought them over. 
forever grateful and they're still friends today like despite living in different states now they're still really really good friends so yeah amazing that's so cool (laughs) it's like we touched on this too before we went live just about like how things line up and how I use the example of like someone right now might be inspired to pick up their phone scrolling through maybe they land on this live stream and they hear some perfect message yeah right we just never know and comes back to we're all energy and we're all feeling and like vibing in that energy so when you get that intuition to do something completely random or even like breaking it down to you telling that story like maybe you (laughs) told that story for a reason that we'll never know yeah and that's part of the beauty too that you never see the full picture but this stuff is happening and it's at play in ways that we'll never know and that are so cool when they do And I'll often tell clients now, or I don't tell them, but I relay the story about standing on the mountain. So quite often when we're stood in the village, so if you imagine there's a village at the bottom of a mountain, when we're stood down there, all we can see is literally what's around us. So we can only see the people we're talking to right at that moment. We can't see anything beyond that. But when we start to climb up the mountain, we start to get a bigger bigger perspective so if you're down in the village waiting for a letter to arrive and you're like oh where's the letter where's the letter I wish the letter would hurry up and arrive like I'm waiting for this but when you climb up the mountain you can see for miles and then you can see the postman riding on his horse six miles out of town with the letter the letter's coming it's all perfectly timed but sometimes you've got to trust in the timing and trust everything is exactly what it's supposed to be there is a bigger picture Sometimes clients will be like, I want this to happen right now. And I found that this is what I've learned personally, is that actually as much as you want it to happen right now, you can put that energy out there, but you want it to happen the best possible way. And sometimes other things need to have happened before you can have your right now. So be patient. And I was never a very patient person. I'm always hurry, 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 (laughs) rush, rush, rush. Be patient because things do have to line up so that they are better than you can even imagine they would be. So just trust, just, you know, yield, relax, let go of the outcome, whatever the outcome is going to be perfect because it's been perfectly aligned for you. Just be patient. That makes me think too about the concept of the universe rearranging itself. So it's like once you become an energetic match to something, I almost like to think about it that it does happen right away. In a sense, things start to shift. Absolutely. And you might not see the evidence of it like right now, like you want it, but trusting that things are happening that you can't see because you're down in the village. I love that. That's right. Yeah. You're down in the village, climb to the top of the mountain and you can see for miles and you can see it's all falling into place. Mm. But as humans, we're in our human self, we tend to be very impatient. We want things now and we don't understand why the crap's happening. Sometimes the crap's got to happen because everything that happens to you and everything that if someone else makes you feel a certain way, it's all your responsibility. So you have lessons to learn. You have things to see. You have to shift your perspective. That requires shifting your energy, which comes back to the work I love to do, and that is shifting your energy to step back, to yield, and to trust that it's all taken care of. But also if something happens to you, it's only you that's responsible for it. 
And that can sound really contrite when something really crap happens and you go, but I didn't do that. You know, I didn't plan to lose a baby, but I needed that lesson. I needed that to happen in such a dramatic way so that I would wake up, wake up, pay attention and get back on the path. And you'll always, always, the universe is, or your soul, whatever you choose to believe in, is always doing its most, its best to keep you on track, to keep you on the path you're meant to be on. And that is the highest path possible. And we, sometimes we just, as humans, we refuse to follow that. <laughs> so we create all this drama. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah, we're responsible. Everything's a mirror to what's going on in us, inside of us. Once you get that, I think things do. The net does appear always, always, always. It's a great title for a podcast because it's just so true. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so true about like we can get in the way with our human free will and our choice to think that we know better or to think that, you know, we've got a better plan. We can see how we can connect the dots if we go over here in this direction, but the universe is going to nudge us in that other direction always always I remember I was working a retail job and various things happened I was in a car accident and no one else was involved it was just me it happened so randomly that I don't even know what happened my car just veered off the road I was going 100 kilometers four lane highway and I hit head on at 100 kilometers an hour a barrier on one side of the road my car just literally veered off and there were witnesses that saw it and they said there was nothing no one to this day knows what happened but I hit this barrier at first span across the four lanes and ended up on the other side of the road head first into the opposite barrier so the road that the accident started was leading out of my hometown and the the road I ended up on was going back into my hometown now I'm a bit of a um I'm a big baby So when anything bad happens, I shut my eyes. (laughs) So when the car accident happened, I literally let go of the steering wheel and shut my eyes. I just sat back and (laughs) waited for the car to stop. I figured at some point it will stop, whether it's the right way up or upside down. I have no idea. I know my whole life raced past me because I didn't know what was happening, but I know for a fact I could feel I was being carried across that road. That road was the only road in and out of town, great big semi-trailer trucks going up and down. The chances of getting across that road without being hit by another car was so remote. The chances of not, you know, being dead actually was pretty much a miracle. When the car stopped, it felt like it was on a roller coaster. When the car stopped... It was like the scene of a movie. I'd never felt my head hit the airbag or anything like that. I just remember pulling down the mirror. I was like, oh, my God, my face was all smashed up and covered in blood. It was like, oh, what's happening? And I looked out of the road. It was dead quiet. All the cars had stopped. No one was moving. And I was like, geez, I've been in a car accident. You'd think someone had come and check that I was okay. So I remember picking up my phone that was on the floor of the car to dial for emergency services and as I opened the car door it was like one of those eerie moments where just so quiet opened the car door and it wasn't until I stepped out of the car suddenly the whole world came to life again I think people thought I died I think they thought there was no way I could have got across that road I didn't know where I was going with that but 
the point being, I think, was I was going one direction. The universe stopped me. I was going the wrong, literally going the wrong direction. I had to turn around and go back. The scary thing was I knew this was going to happen. I'd had a premonition in the garage, the, the petrol station. I was filling my car with petrol, and I had this vision of my tyre exploding. And I was like, don't be so stupid. I've checked the tyres. I've checked the car. I wouldn't drive without doing that. So I dismissed it. When I got out of the car, the first thing I said to someone was, I think my tyre exploded because I genuinely believe that's what had happened. My tyres were fine, but what was weird was in the middle of the road was a tyre, a blown-up tyre. I don't know whose tyre it was. No one had seen it before then. It was just in the middle of the road. So the conclusion was that my car had hit this tyre and that's what had taken me off the side of the road. Anyway, at the time I was really uh, not very well, so I had really super high blood pressure. I had uh, osteoarthritis in one of my knees, so it would swell up all the time. Like I could hardly walk on it. I was training to run a 5K race with this dodgy knee, so I was very stubborn. I was no way. I was not running this race regardless. <laughs> so I was super stubborn. Uh, universe put that straight. But when I got in the ambulance, they checked me and they said, you know, do you have any health conditions? And like, well, I have really high blood pressure. And she checked my blood pressure. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was like I had never been in a car accident. Everyone's like, this is really bizarre. And I was quite calm. I think because I shut my eyes. I trusted. I literally handed my life over to the universe. And they carried me across that road. And I took that lesson and said, I need to change my life. And, oh, God, did I change my life. I changed everything. So the kinesiology took place. I quit my job. I didn't, I didn't have another job. I had a mortgage and two kids to feed. But I knew I was not meant to be in this job. I quit that job, got offered two jobs the next day from nowhere, just randomly. Osteoarthritis is completely gone. I haven't had x-rays on my knee. It's perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. So that whole car accident literally realigned me physically emotionally mentally and spiritually back onto my path literally turned my life around to go back and do what I needed to do and yeah as traumatic as that sounds it wasn't traumatic because it was so what was meant to happen and I was I've been taken care of ever since the universe has provided everything I've needed in one form or another without fail wow dramatic <laughs> so profound and so symbolic too like how your car completely turned right <laughs> and I wonder too like I'm a firm believer that our beliefs affect everything that we experience so someone else could have gone through a very similar experience and let's say the exact same car accident if like mm. in some parallel reality but if their beliefs were that oh my god that was the worst thing that could have happened to me and even when it was happening there was no sense of just surrendering and well whatever's yeah. gonna be will be it goes to show where you put your attention or where your beliefs are like what you believe yeah. in it has such an impact. Absolutely. It was the best thing that, you know, again, there's two traumatic things happened very close to each other. So I was starting the path but getting distracted. Mm. <laughs> Big dramatic universe. Don't think we <laughs> needed a car accident. But <laughs> I had also said prior to that I really could do with a new car. So be careful what you wish for <laughs> because I got a new car. 
Just wow. not sure that was the way I wanted it to happen. But yeah, I did. I had said. And the first thing my kids said to me was, Well, you got your new car. It's like, that's what? <laughs> uh, but they, they're, it's true. I got a new car. That's what I wished for. So be careful. <laughs> yeah, be specific. Yeah, be a little bit more specific. <laughs> On the plus side, I was rescued by um, a real life qualified ninja. What? Which was. <laughs> So random. I don't even know. I forgot about this. This guy stopped in his car with two guys. One of them had only one arm. And I remember him only having one arm. And they were clear in the road and they waited with me. They'd called the ambulance. They waited for the ambulance. And I just, I was in a daze. So obviously I wasn't fully coherent with what was happening. I remember them leaving and I didn't get to say thank you. And all I could remember was this guy only had one arm. And I asked around town. No one knew who he was. And then a year later, a free newspaper dropped through the mailbox and here in the next village, the next town, which was about 45 minutes away, this guy was running a ninja school, a real life, he was fully qualified ninja. So to this day, I'm like, I was rescued by a real life ninja. He (laughs) saved my life. Oh my god! Did you get in touch with him through the newspaper? I tried. I couldn't. I tried. I actually drove out there, but I never could track him down. I don't know where he went. He just vanished. But he was my angel. Bless him. A ninja for an angel. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, universe. Yeah, it was good. (laughs) Wow. What else? What other crazy stories do you have up your sleeve? Like all so much (laughs) magic. Like yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool. My kids brag at school. They'll come home and they'll go, we told everyone you got hijacked uh, and held at gunpoint. I'm like, really? You need to share that story? They're like, but it's so cool. And it's like, well, it's not really cool. But yeah, I think because I'm very positive, I trust everything is doing what it's supposed to do. So every situation I find myself in, I do question it sometimes, but every situation I find myself in, it's like, well, what is this for me? Where where do I need to shift my energy? Where do I need to change what's happening? Where do I need to uh, look at what's around me? What's it reflecting back? So being held at gunpoint was random. It's not as dramatic as Where, it sounds. Where's this come yeah, from? It was, yeah, I know, right? It's not as dramatic as it sounds. I was. We were traveling from India to Nepal on a bus midnight, and some American guys. Apologies, American people, but there were some American tourists on there, and they were oblivious to how India works where you pay for everything you have to hand over cash for everything if someone asks you for cash to pick your bag up you pay them the cash these guys absolutely were not paying for anything so on this bus it's midnight we've stopped in the middle of this forest they've literally stopped all the traffic on the road it's the one of the most dangerous roads apparently I found out afterwards don't travel that way if you're going to travel to Nepal don't ever go that way Um, tell people (laughs) warn them they 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 take you off to the woods and kill you like they're pretty dramatic yeah you don't get out of the bus I feel like (laughs) I need to stop you I need to know what is the name of this route I feel like there's someone listening I just know it was going from India. I think we were going from Calcutta through to Kathmandu. I don't know. I can't even be eat, careful can't out remember. there, people. Yeah. That's all. Be careful, people. Be <laughs> careful. Um, yeah, these guys refused to pay. And we didn't all have enough money to pay off these drivers. So 
eventually the agreement was when they got to Kathmandu, when they got off the bus, they were going to get their money off, off of this American couple. They were going to have to pay their money. But in the meantime, <laughs> there's like six drivers of a bus. They take it in turns because it's such a long drive. So one of them got out his old gun. I don't know if it had bullets in it, not a clue, and promptly sat next to me with the gun at me basically until we get our money, we're going to sit here with the gun on you. Again, I don't deal well with trauma. I closed my eyes. So I literally closed my eyes and went to sleep for the rest of the trip. <laughs> so as dramatic as it sounds, I actually don't know what happened because I was asleep. <laughs> you actually asleep, fell asleep. I actually went to sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So I have no idea. We all got off the bus and... As far as I know, everyone just did a runner pretty quick. So, yeah, but that's okay. I survived. It's a good story. <laughs> yeah, it's a great story. You're full of great I'm not sure what, the, what that has to do with what we're talking about, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to add some laughter to everyone's life. Yeah, just fall asleep, people. Just close your eyes. <laughs> the universe is taking care of it. You just have to shut your eyes. Shut your eyes and trust. Yeah. <laughs> I love your perspective that like you've just told two very traumatic stories and someone else with a different perspective could have very easily, you know, just yeah. held on to that stuff is the worst possible things that have happened. Yeah. But you've clearly either done the work around that but like it feels to me like you have such a clean energy that you can just see from the top of the mountain top of the mountain I think even then yeah even then yeah uh very much so and it's not to be dismissive of anyone's traumatic event everyone deals with things differently and it's not to make light of it even but from my perspective I totally can see that it was bigger than me it was much bigger than me And I trust that. I really trust that. And I try to help clients see a different perspective, to flip the beliefs, to flip that what someone says about you is your responsibility, not theirs, that you're on your journey, you're responsible for your journey, your inner work, your energy, your vibration. Whatever you desire in life, it's there. Mm -hmm. It's there for you. But you have to do the work around it and clear Beliefs that aren't even yours, they come from family, you know. We carry those through too. You get to choose and choose for it to be easy. I guess I've always probably done that. I've chosen my own adventure and I choose for it to be easy. Yeah, choose (laughs) for it to be easy, absolutely. And there's so much that can come up when our nervous system is just like we're triggered, we're in that trauma response, but it's like just having the intention to be aware, to be self-aware enough to know when you're triggered could be a start or to know like, okay, this is not someone doing something to me. This is happening and I'm experiencing this. And here's how just shifting that perspective so that eventually you can get to that point where it's like, okay, here's maybe how I can start to unravel this and heal it and move through it. and And look, as a human every day, there are things that will trigger me for sure. And I'll be reactive to that. But if you can, like you say, take a step back and take a moment to get some perspective and shift it and do the work. You have to do the work. I said on my um, morning mojo this morning, when we work with chakra energy work, we basically, each of our chakras projects our inner world out and it receives the outer world in. 
So if you think about where you're at, what your thoughts and your beliefs are, and you're projecting them outwards all the time, what you're going to receive back is what you are. Mm -hmm. So you need to be what you wish to receive all the time. And it's not as easier said than done, totally. That's why we all have help. We're not here to do it alone. You know, use your team, use your spiritual team, use your kinesiologist, your Reiki master, your coach, your mentor, whoever it is, to do it together because, yeah, be what you wish to receive. And that means being on top of your energy, cleaning your vibration, clearing the crap, clear the crap and be happy. I I really like that. Be what you wish to receive. Yes. Gold. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. What's morning mojo? You mentioned that. Oh, on my page every morning, uh, 7.30, Queensland time in the morning, I do a little morning mojo. So I pull an oracle card, which is our guidance for the day. And normally I've intuitively been given a theme. So today it was feel it and flip it. So you feel the emotion, you feel what's going on and then flip the belief. And then we pull the card. So we pull an oracle card for our daily guidance. We get some crystal support, we get some colour support and we get an essential oil. So I pull all of these using kinesiology and intuition. I pull all these using my decks of cards and then you can use those tools for the day to support you through whatever comes up and what you need to. And obviously I download and verbally share my inner thoughts um, and the thoughts from the universe as guidance for the day so it's pretty cool it's good for me too I use it all the time so we have a journal prompt and we have an affirmation as well so you can take the journal prompt if it resonates for you and explore what's happening it's good oh that's on your Facebook page then yeah on my biz page yeah Cool. Is that your same name oh same name so it'll be over at Saffron Louise so there's two you can find me on either so come over and just say hi uh, and then I'll direct you across the biz page if you want to watch the morning mojo which we do every day and lots of other stuff as well and then I'm also on Instagram as well so Saffron Louise Kinesiology on Instagram so you can find me there and I usually share photos into my story from the morning mojo so you get a visual you can download onto your phone and keep so that you can see for the day and get the energy from the crystal cards and the oracles and the colour, you'll get the energy literally from those with you all day to support you through your day, which is cool. I love that you do that. You do that every day. Every day. Yes, yes. I wasn't, but I am now. Yeah, it's good to have (laughs) something like that, like to just have that consistent momentum happening. and to anchors in your day, though. I find that it energetically anchors in the day. So things will come up you know, that randomly happened with me and someone would go, oh, my God, that happened with me too. And so I'm like, yep, you know what, let's anchor in the energy. Let's give everyone support. So anyone that watches it gets my energy, gets the energy of the universe and the support of all the cards that we use to guide you through your day and feel supported. Yeah. Cool. I think it's so important to have some sort of practice like that, like just something to anchor you and to have that like... Yeah, I, I used to be kind of anti-morning routines. I just, I guess, because I could never really bring myself to do it. But I can't imagine now doing nothing in the morning and just like starting my day and just like being in the busyness of everyone else's thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So meditation, journaling. I don't always meditate. I don't always journal. But I do think they're really, really good practices. And I tell my clients all the time to try and do something but go with what you feel 
So mm. sometimes it's just pulling a card, sometimes it's sitting with the coffee in the garden, sometimes it's actually a full meditation. So I think listening to our own inner guidance to what we need is really important yeah. more than anything, yeah. And there's so much beauty in that flow and just working with your rhythms and, and working with what feels good and trusting that your intuition is there. Right now, one thing that's kind of, I'm in the dance of is really noticing what's my intuition and what is like my higher self speaking through me and what's resistance or what is, I guess you could think of it as ego or just the thing that's trying to stop me on my path. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, you know. Yeah, you always know. Yeah, you, yeah, you know already. Like there is no confusion. Yeah. <laughs> even though you think so, if if even the thought comes across, well, is this resistance? Well, yes. If you if you even thought that, then yeah. of course it's resistance. Yeah. So why? What do I need to do? What do I need to explore? What do I need to push out? What do I need to clear? And then go. Okay, sit in it again. Uh, yeah, okay, this is where I need to go. This is what I need to do. Yeah. So anything you think you're questioning, well, yeah, that's your answer right there. And the feeling <laughs> of it, like I always come back to how do you feel in your body? Do you feel expansive when you think about the thing? Even that little bit of excitement of, let's say, you're doing your first podcast interview and you're like, I really want to do this. And it feels good. And it feels like, yes, but holy shit, I'm scared. And there's this like red of nervousness. Well, they're the same. What we have to remember is they're the, the fear and the excitement. They're exactly the same feeling. The difference is how they appear in our body. So they are exactly the same feeling, but does one make me feel like you say expansive or does one make me feel like I just want to hide in a corner and be as small as possible. So that's where you know when there's excitement, so the fear is good, this is great, or is it, okay, there's work that I need to do here. Yeah. So it's always telling us something, always. And we'll feel it in different parts of our body. I'm very much a solar plexus, so just on my abdomen there, like, yeah, very much that's where I feel everything. But some people in the heart, some people in this, so everyone's different. So learning to learn the language of your body. It tells you everything you need to know all the time. It's clever. Is there anything that people can do? Like I know muscle testing is a thing and I know ideally working with you would be like the best solution. But if someone's listening right now. What, for making decisions, do you mean? Or just for generally feeling better? Yeah, for clearing your energy, raising your vibration. The biggest thing I think we were talking about it before is move faster than your fear. So if you have an idea, just do it. Don't hold on to what the outcome is. Just do it. If you need to take a moment to meditate or just take a breath, hold your hand, the biggest thing you can do, which I really love doing, someone taught me this years and years ago, and I still come back to it now, is to place your hands on your heart or on your chest here, closing down your eyes, taking really deep breaths, and then dropping into your heart, actually ask your heart, actually say, okay, what, what do you need me to do today? Or what? are you going to guide me to do today? Ask your heart, but actually take the moment to breathe and drop in. And that can be really, really powerful when you start to learn the difference in the feeling of reacting because you're fearful or reacting because you're in stress. And we all do that, including myself. I forget all my tools and techniques when I'm really super stressed and I feel like I'm like trying to get my head above water. By taking that moment to hold your hands on your heart, 
drop into your heart space, take some deep breaths. It'll take you 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, however long you want to. But just before you start your day, ask your heart to guide you. Ask your heart what you need. And even if you're struggling with decision, ask your heart what you need. It always knows and you will know. You'll feel the difference. Yeah, Yeah. it's a good one. I love that. That's such a beautiful reminder to you to actually drop in and not just from your mind think, oh, heart, what do you need? Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Switch that brain off. It causes trouble. (laughs) Drop into your heart space. You'll have a different response and you'll feel it. You'll feel it differently. Yeah, Yeah. it's good. Mm, That's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) This has been such a pleasure to connect you and thank you so much I've loved it it's been great you're a great host Uh, I was very nervous before I came on so I'm feeling good now (laughs) oh no you've done amazing and I use that example your first podcast episode but you're a pro this was so much fun and you've got so many good stories I forgot I had them (laughs) isn't that funny that they're there and they just come up when they want when they want to be shared that's all perfect isn't it always every moment is perfect absolutely (laughs) thank you so much so good to chat with you saffron so i know you dropped your you mentioned your social media like where people can find you facebook on instagram and yeah can connect with you there for morning absolutely i'd love yeah come over say hi i would love that absolutely yeah Yeah. happy to chat all the time i love talking amazing and we'll drop those links in the show notes as well so if you're listening you can pop on over yeah excellent yeah well thank you to everyone listening and or tuning in live on Facebook yeah yeah we had some viewers on our Facebook live and and if you were listening on the podcast and you want to come back around and join in or ask any questions or just drop your love in the comments. You can always find these podcast recordings on my Facebook page and go to the videos tab. I have a whole playlist so you can get caught up and binge the whole podcast and come back and tag us in the comments if you have anything for Saffron or I that you want to share. And otherwise, thanks so much for listening and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode each week, so I'll catch you again on the next one. 